I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Coming up on TMS. Get your second jab, then lick a toilet. Standard ask Borg. Squeeze out a few chits. I don't like NFTs. Greg is off limits. Too many Shia LaBeoufs. Virtual bovine lactation. Arbor Day turkey. To catch a COVID variant. We named the cat Ripley. You can own Utah Connection. But cheeks six inches off the ground with Bill. Filling Brian's game hole. Going mile high with Steven and more on this PG-rated episode of The Morning Stream. You must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. But where is Dr. Wiley? That's a good question. We may be able to locate another energy emission from the radar room. When we find that media, we'll find Dr. Wiley. We did it. We deactivated the bomb. This is the morning stream. It's just what the doctor ordered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Monday, April 5th, 2021. Feels like the whole first part of April's already gone because it was a weekend. You know what I mean? Because normally it'd be like, Instead hey, Instead of it's looking first. at how much of April's gone, let's look at how much is left. Yeah, but it's gone so fast. Look at that. Five days burned like like a, like a thermite explosion. Gone. Out. Oh, man. Yeah. Man. I feel like we just had March, but I guess I guess that's we just did. the did. Less than five Less than five days ago, we had March. Yeah, we did have March. But now we have April. So welcome, everybody. Happy post-Easter. <laughs> Hope your Easter was good. Uh, ours was all right. We had a big uh, brined turkey. Oh, mm, cool. Do yeah. the turkey on uh, Easter. Yeah, Kim made a turkey. Um, it was very good. Usually the Easter I, ham is I'm a all for thing, that. but it was very good. Turkey all, all year, Brian. Anytime right. you got I an mean, event. Every holiday should be turkey. Yep, I agree. And right Let's now, have the old uh, Arbor Day turkey. Time for a little Arbor Day turkey celebration. Yeah, there's a whole turkey in the fridge, which means, or not a whole turkey, like a half a turkey. Which means yep. I get all sorts of sandwichy things all week and, you know, turkey whenever I want it. It feels like Thanksgiving 
honestly. Yeah. In the house. Yeah. So that was nice. We, uh, it was we went over to Tina's parents' house and uh, had ham and uh, basically three and a half of us uh, vaccinated. I'm the half. Oh, Everybody you're the, else you're the half? <laughs> has had their has had both shots and it's been over two weeks for all three of them. So oh, oh, good. I was the the weakest link, basically. Yeah. But um, yeah, if anyone's getting it, it's you. Um, <laughs> that's right exactly oh i don't know what what you know the after one shot i know you got your shot the second shot coming up here but i don't know what the um what your percentage is or any of that stuff after the first shot so i read that oh, i read oh. up on this the pfizer is at like 54 percent or something okay so not great but okay mm-hmm. better than zero um way better than zero uh the moderna was something like 80 85 oh wow okay and the so that's the high one and then johnson and johnson i have no idea well johnson and johnson you only get one shot so it's oh yeah so i don't know how that one works like i assume i assume that thing is like right away you're good i don't know i have no yeah. idea yeah well but, two um, weeks after they say but was, yeah yeah so the so your so your uh your your uh what do you call it your your pfizer which you and i got mm-hmm. uh, no i had the moderna oh you had moderna then you're at 85 well moderna. done Yep. Yeah, if the if what I read is correct, it, I'm gonna I, go I, lick a doorknob. A, <laughs> yeah, you've got pretty good. You've got pretty good odds that you'll be okay. In a downtown Seven Eleven. Yeah, so I bet you I don't get COVID, but I bet that's not <laughs> that that's not the worst thing I get. So I get my second on Friday, and uh, a little nervous about it because uh, I'd like to have film sack and TWBD go off without a hitch, and I'm a little right, concerned that that's right. not going to happen. So. We'll see. Like, we'll maybe we'll shift to Sunday or something. But nervous about that second one, man. It's the uh, afternoon you're getting it, right? Uh, I think so. It's definitely uh, It'll it may be after be, the instance or won't yeah, push, won't change. Yeah. Twelve, twelve thirty, one, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it should be all right. Or it might yeah. be right during the instance. Actually, I got to figure that. So out. Uh, TMSPM. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Usually, like right after the shot, you're fine. So. Oh yeah, I yeah. I don't. I suspect okay it would be like six, seven hours before I start to feel anything rotten. So <laughs> that's right, exactly. So we'll get the fun. last vestiges of Scott uh, upright and uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. That's right. That's right. Before his long decline into madness. The uh, the other th- thing I didn't like reading this morning, I guess, is there's some variants that are getting kids now. And uh, oh, really? Yeah, I forgot okay. the name of it, but it's some kind of variant that specifically goes after young folk. Whereas this uh, the current COVID mainstream vac- or, uh, virus doesn't seem to care as much about the uh, the youngs, and mm. uh, so that, that could be weird. Golly, yeah, I got to figure it's that. Like out. Uh, Borg shields, it's a constantly moving target. We have to keep uh, readjusting our phasers to be able to get through. Oh my gosh, I've been playing too much of that Star Trek. Game <laughs> I haven't even started. All right, so tell me this: is yeah. it uh, is it just basically the like three v three or five v five five v five, just like that's uh, the Marvel Strike Force, the Star Wars one, the DC one. It's a hundred percent that. Uh, okay. What what it is? What what makes it different? So I'll say it's ninety percent that. Okay. The remaining ten percent, which is microtransactions and uh, cooldown <laughs> timers and all that bullshit you have to deal with, uh-huh. they uh-huh. took all that stuff's not in there. So it's just play the game. And so if you like those games but always hated the 50 currencies and, you know, yeah. best deal right now, 99 bucks and get right, 4,200 exactly, coins yes. or whatever, all, none of that's in there. So you're just you're just playing the game. It also doesn't have, as far as I know, I'm not, it, maybe it does later, but I'm not there yet where it has any kind of autoplay feature. You just, you, you just have to be strategic and play. Uh, so good. I like that. Kind of 
like that. Yep. And it's really detailed, like animation wise, so, character wise. Like there's a real quality of life improvement to just how it looks. So the uh, only way to get like rare and uncommon characters is to just hope you get them right. Like you earn the the what the pieces, the shards or whatever it is to uh, to get them. And- right, right. You get these. So the concept is the Nexus is back. Remember from uh huh. That That's movie? the one that uh, Shatner boinked into. Yeah, this the space ribbon, and yeah. the whole story is that Shatner's actually somebody's got Kirk, and you're okay. trying to get him back and. You start out as Michael Burnham. You're in the Discovery time. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, she's your first character that you get. She's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then you get it caught into this whole this whole Nexus business, and now suddenly it's a free for all from all the generations who gets to work together. So I'm currently it's currently Michael Burnham. Worf is my tank. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. I have a Borg, just some standard ass Borg. I've leveled up. Borg gotcha. dude. And then uh, who's my other person? Oh, Dr. McCoy. I've learned I've, I've McCoy <laughs> uh, doing all my healing and stuff. Okay. And so you have this really weird mix of, of characters from different generations. And the initial stuff, you're going to have those same characters to start off with. Like the campaign, you know, is sort of storied around these first three people, at least. The Borg is, set, mm-hmm. you know, different. But uh, as you keep going, you start to unlock new ones and they come pretty quick. Like, pretty fast and furious you're getting new characters and gotcha. sometimes they're rare i got a riker super rare i, I saw i saw it on twitter you got a riker yeah yeah like six in the morning or four in the morning or something, <laughs> something like that like... yeah <laughs> and it says William... by the way the game star trek legends by the way i know people in that are we haven't said the name oh yet yeah, the chat yeah. Room, but... star trek legends um, it's an apple arcade thing that just came out um apple arcade kind of out of nowhere on the second whew. uh yeah, yeah. The second put up like hundreds of new games and some of them are brand new like this one uh, a whole bunch of them actually, and then there's a bunch of like uh, remaster. Hey, remember cut the rope? We've got a remastered cut the rope, and yeah, fruit ninja remastered. I picked up threes remastered. Yeah, um, there's really nothing nothing remastered about it. It's not like oh, better graphics on threes. No, but, it, ba- um, it basically fills your whole screen now, where it used to have the old uh, exactly the old crop yeah. or whatever. That Which I'm fine out. with that actually. I was like, all right, yeah. good. I like them. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, and these were all apps that cost money before. Now they're just part of the part of the service. Mm-hmm. So you just you just play them. But what I I've always wanted, at least I think I've always wanted, one of these games where it's like four on four, five on five, whatever. Uh, turn based, you know, mm-hmm. RPG mm-hmm. mechanics. Level up your characters, like. In theory, I I'm all over that thing. I, I in yeah. theory I love it, but they're so mired in free to play garbage yeah. that it's always you mean, ruined you mean, it for uh, me. Micro trend, yeah. I mean the free to play uh, micro transaction. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's like anytime they're free to play, they're garbage because they have all mm-hmm. that stuff in them, and I don't want mm-hmm. that. I hate it. I hate that stuff, and it just ruins the entire experience. This thing is like a major brand, uh, really polished. All the stuff you want on that side, and then on the other side. None of the poop. So mm-hmm. I got really hooked on it because nothing's standing in my way. It's just like play the game or don't play the game. You have a choice now. It's no longer play the game or spend money to extend timers or to have characters or buy packs or any of that. You don't do any of that. There's a store, but it's all in-game currency that you have to earn. So you can See, do and, and Strike Force Strike Force was like that. You could do a lot free to play. I mean, you'd still get the prompts every every time you logged in. You get a little prompt that said, "Hey, if you want some such and such credits, you can you know pay this amount." Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of 
a lot of free to play. I finally got out of it, wrestled it like basically broke free of the game this last weekend. And it wasn't because of the game itself. Like I was ready to leave this game uh, in in March, early March. But uh, uh, I was managing an alliance. Mm -hmm. And because there's all of this stuff that requires a 24 person team, you've got wars, you've got PVP, you've got uh, raids that have to be completed, stuff like that. A, that felt like a job to me, and I was like really getting tired of that job. <laughs> so I quit. But uh, B, um, me leaving meant that there was this, you know, big gap that needed to be filled. So we had to wait until there was another another uh, player that could come in there and fill that job. So we've been, they've been recruiting and trying to find someone who can uh, um, step in and fill my, my spot while another player moved into the leadership role. Wow. And uh, so, like, I was done with the game a month ago, but I couldn't leave the Alliance until we had a, a replacement. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I'm glad. So, so you have the thought of, like, oh, good. So, I, and Star <laughs> Trek is a game just like that? Great. I can, uh, great. All right. Cool. Uh, no, thanks. I mean, if if I were you, I would try to play, I'd play the casual part of it and, and, and do some yeah. contrast and compare. It could be fun just to see what the differences are. Could be. But I wouldn't yeah. aim for, like, ultimate, I want to run the Alliance in this game or any of that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm done with that kind of stuff. And like I said, the microtransactions of MSF didn't bother me at all. You could just ignore them, and you could you could still do really well in the game without that stuff. It was the fact that they just kept adding play modes to this thing. How about uh, arena? And then we're going to have a war that happens three times a week, and this yeah. and that. And the problem is they that's what they used to get you credits and bonus stuff if you weren't paying for it you earned it by doing all those things so all of a sudden you like you logged in and you had to do basically 45 minutes worth of this and that and this and the other thing to be able to earn enough credits to to do stuff without spending any money did that's you ever, what i'm trying to did get did you ever from. spend any money in there any any dollars yeah i did oh i did <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah early on i did yeah. and over the over the course of the the game i spent some money but um this year, maybe, maybe two dollar ninety nine uh, uh, credit deals. It's not because it's like I'm just getting tired of this thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so it sounds like it was waning. So yeah, I, I don't think you're gonna get. Um, doesn't sound you, like you. You have played yeah. that genre so hard that I, I think this may not be a thing for you. Um, may, but for those of not. us, for those of us who are always just sort of put off by the veneer of free to play and the veneer of freaking microtransaction bullshit. Uh, this was a nice this is a nice escape from that so mm -hmm. uh, we're worthy of cool. your time i think but there's a ton in there we're gonna I'll have give it a shot i'll you know i'll install it i'll try it out and if it feels like i feel like i'm carter cauterized to that sort of thing now so it's like as soon as i feel like nope this is starting to feel like work goodbye yeah see you later uh there there is uh what was i gonna say um oh there's so many new games in that lineup we're probably gonna have a lot of content for apps Lappy moving into the future but uh We'll let you guys know. We'll let you know. Oh, yeah. Look. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, yeah, some are, of you... I did get a couple of new things from Apple Arcade with all the, the games they brought in. I did as well, yeah. although I haven't had time to play anything else. It's just been like... All, I did play a little bit of that guy. There's a new game by the creator of the original Final Fantasy called Fan... Not Fantasia. It's like Phanasia or some name like that. Hmm. What's hmm. cool about it, it's a turn-based JRPG. And again, mm -hmm. because it's a straight up premium game, there's no micro crap. It's just to play it, uh, and it's full of story and all kind. Of, the original music composer for all the Final Fantasy music did a, did the score and everything. So there's a lot, a lot of pedigree there. 
Um, but what makes it unique is all of the backgrounds and all of the stages are actual hand-built dioramas. Oh. But then okay. digitized and made 3D. So it looks like you're playing in somebody's homemade little yeah, 3D Yeah, I remember um, we talked about a game that was similar to this. Had more of a cartoony feel. I'm looking at this. Fantasian is the name of this game. Fantasian, that's it, yeah. Oh, it looks just amazing. But there was one that we we that we talked about on App Slappy feels like years ago. And it might have been years ago. Yes, Luminosity. Uh oh, like Luminosity, yeah. but Luminosity was that same thing. Right. Where you had all these really cool platforms all handmade. Oh, so yeah, so that clever. Stuff's, that stuff's awesome. Looks and this yeah. looks really good. So far seems pretty good but man if you don't like final fantasy and and jrpgs then don't play this because this is exactly what that is but but it's got a good pedigree so probably worth i like out. i like that there's one screen on here that's just a pile of rocks mm-hmm. uh taking a photo with tilt shift with little people walking around it it's mm-hmm. like all right this is great yeah it's pretty good I, that'd be worth checking out I that thing's it. big too it's like four gigabytes it's a big game oh wow for wow. a mobile game but as, as usual, the other thing I really like is all of these are uh, backed up and synced and you can play them on your Mac or your Apple TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was playing um, the Star Trek thing on my Mac and I'm only bugged that it, it doesn't let me do a windowed mode, which is really annoying. I want to have that off in the corner somewhere just kind of going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other one does, the the uh, Fantasian one does let me just sort of have that up and going. So anyway, it's cool stuff. I know not everybody's in that ecosystem, so we won't bore your heads off with this stuff, but it's uh, it's pretty neat. Now, maybe some of you are at home going, you know, Scott, what I'd really like is a physical game on my table that I can play with my friends and my family. Okay? Maybe you're saying that. Brian, do you ever say that? Do you ever say... I say that all the okay. time. I say that weekly. Okay, good. Scott, good. Tell me you've got an answer for me because I'm dying to find out. If I do. If there's some solution to this problem, here's here's my solution to your problem and everyone's problem. Let's say you got a little family time or you got some friends over, whatever it is, and you want to play a quick, easy to learn, fun, competitive card game to up to four people. Good news today. I launch Rock Runners Incorporated, which you can get over at FrogPants.com/slash/RockRunner now or Rock Runners. Wait, Rock Runners. Yes, I spelled it wrong. <laughs> Not Rock Runner. Uh, anyway, the Kickstarter happens today at 11 a.m. our time. So uh, right after the show, basically, it will go live, and you can snag yourself a copy of this uh, thing. The Kickstarter for run, will run for 30 days. A ton of work has already been done on it. I've been picking at this for a couple of years now. And uh, you'll even notice in the intro video, which uh, is up, uh, or is, I put out the the video I by itself it. today yeah. on the what do you call it the freaking newsletter, oh, and uh, yeah. it lets you or uh, sorry that video will <laughs> will be weird because Van's like three months old in it. <laughs> I know so, Van looks like he wants to eat that box. He really wants to eat the box. We didn't let him eat the box for the for the record. We didn't think that was good for an infant. Yeah, um, no, but that's how long ago right. I was filming that demo and. Been working at it forever. I'm really proud of it. Uh, I did everything from design the game itself to all the artwork, the packaging, everything. The whole thing is a little bit uh, nerve-wracking because I've never done this before. And uh, I'm finally glad to bring some sunlight to it. Part of the reason I didn't put out and put it out in 2020 is it just felt weird during a pandemic to try to do a Kickstarter. I don't know why. just kind of threw me threw me off for a while. But I feel pretty I good know, about doing it now. People trapped at home? Uh, 
Oh yeah, getting a game, yes, but like, yeah. launching a Kickstarter just felt weird. I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. I see. With like, yeah, all right, I get it. Like monetary struggles. Yeah, or just are, feeling like I don't know. Like here I am with my hot new project, everybody. I know you're st- stuck at home, and a bunch of you lost your jobs, and I just didn't want to be a dick. Um, <laughs> and, and it probably okay. wouldn't have made me one. I just I don't know. I had a weird feeling about it, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't feel that way now. Things are things are opening up. We got spring. It's uh, you know hopefully variants keep their distance, and we all can move forward a little bit. As a result, you can get it today. So 11 o'clock today, head on over to frogpants.com slash rockrunners. And uh, there's a link right there to the Kickstarter. Um, and like I said, a, a bunch of you who are signed up to the newsletter at frogpants.club, you already got it this morning, a link to it. So you're signed up to be notified when it goes live. That'll be today at 11. Uh, so watch for that. Very exciting. Very cool. Yeah. And all awesome. the rules will be there. You'll understand how it works, what's what it's based on. It's based on this ancient card game my parents taught me forever ago and i took some of those ideas and built on those and i don't know very excited sci-fi it up yep speaking of which you played a little gloomhaven over the weekend i did because mm-hmm. we don't have a new card game to play we played janky old gloomhaven jaws of the lion mm-hmm. Jeez, and uh that thing that we were running into last week i think i talked about this uh monday morning last week this this session we had where we just couldn't um complete a scenario yeah we completed it this weekend and um it came right down to tina being the last one standing she's the healer but she can do a little bit of damage and basically she was just kiting the last enemy all around the map <laughs> <laughs> just tink 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 and then run and then yeah. tink 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 and then run <laughs> basically yeah. we're all dead watching and just helping her player cards get his it's cooperative so we're kind of saying all right i think you want to do that and stun him and then hit him with that thing yeah you want to help each other and, in that uh, case worked out uh worked out really well so uh gloomhaven jaws line still loving that thing and um if you've picked it up and you're stuck on scenario four which um if you do a search online, at least uh, Clark did a search online and uh, found out that that is the most difficult scenario in the game. Of like a 15 scenario game, scenario four is the beast. I would keep hearing that. It's like a steep yeah. steep curve up, right? Like uh, It is, but yeah. then five is kind of a lot a lot easier so Weird. it's like a, a little mountain in the middle of uh, middle of a, a of a nice slow build. Yeah. Well, I will uh we will, we will we will see what happens. I'm very excited about actually finally cracking that game open and playing it. So Yeah, you really should. I think um uh Tina's having a great time. I think Kim would love it. So, you know, her and the kids and Yeah. We got it. We may as well play it. You've got it. Crack that yeah. box open. I know you've uh, you've pushed all the pieces out, all the I did. The it's attack just, and money pieces and stuff. It's satisfying getting all your chits out, you know? It is. Yes. Push, Pop them chits out. Yeah, pushing your chits out. Squeeze out, squeeze out a couple chits and play the damn game. That's what I say. All right, Dunaway's Speaking joining of us. Playing a game, yeah, we're gonna play a game today. Speaking of all these games, oh my gosh, it's all games all the time because we just like to entertain ourselves with games. And today's no different. So let's play this. Welcome to the show, one Brian Dunaway, returning triumphantly after missing last Wednesday, which we missed you horribly. But Brian, it's good to have you back. How are you? Oh, was it just one? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Oh, hi. Yeah. It was oh, just oh hi, Brian. It was just no, one. No, he missed two of them. Did he? Wait. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. no! We had Randy yes. in for one. We had Randy in for one, and we had Tom in for that. the other. Oh, it was the mm-hmm. f- previous week, though, not two in a row. That's what I was thinking. It was two in a row. No, I wouldn't oh, do no. two in a row. No. Oh my God, what am I? I know you'd, you'd be fired. Fired. a deadbeat. Two in a row, you're you're fired. Yeah, what are you even what are you even doing if it's two in a row? Uh, I, I'll never forget yeah. what you did to Daryl. I'm what, just kidding. Oh, what, did we, <laughs> <laughs> what we did to Daryl? You mean what Daryl? What, Remember Daryl. What Daryl did to himself, you mean? Like just pull himself out of the show? Daryl didn't do anything. Daryl yeah. just ran into life like so many podcasters yeah. in and entertainers. You know, sometimes life comes at you. It comes at you fast. Sometimes you just yeah. got to look around and see what's up. Is that how the old but goes? I'll tell you what. I'm reliable, man. I've been doing podcast with scott and brian for i don't know 15 16 years yeah i ain't going nowhere yeah like it or not mm-hmm. look at you sitting we right here get rid of you if we tried yeah that's and right. you've tried well uh <laughs> let's bring a caller in i'm pretty sure we have one on the line although something's weird in here Ooh, weird oh. hear that? Oh. hold on bloop, bloop, bloop. hi who's this Hey, it's Kit London. How are you guys? Hi, Kit. Kit London. Hey, Kit. That's really weird. Her, her. So there's this like ring waveform. You guys can't see this, but um, that normally is like nothing there. And for Kit, it's it's like pulsing, as if there's huge noise on your line. But you're not. You sound fine. Weird. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Today's Maybe it's weird. that hot new M1 Mac she's got. Maybe that's it. Hey, Kit London, it's good to have you here. <laughs> uh, we always like playing with you. And boy, howdy, are you going to get some cool prizes today if you win? None of this is possible until Brian Ibbett has his chance to explain the damn game. Brian? That's right. Uh, so, Kit, I'm going to be giving Scott and Brian a topic. They're going to go back and forth, giving me answers that fit that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer, repeated answer, or they take too long to come up with an answer, the win will go to the other player. Your job is to predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic. Today, you are playing for a physical prize package from Scott. Uh, this includes a Mad Max Fury Road figurine. What? A frog How pants are you separate with that? I know. I know. It's uh, hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, frog Pants print and sticker pack, as well as a pencil sketch from Scott. Not a photocopy, not a Xerox, not a mimeograph, but an actual pencil sketch from Scott. That's right. Uh, by the way, so for those wondering why I, on earth I would ever give away a Mad Max Fury Road figurine, these all, I have a whole stack of these. They're in a box and it's a mystery as to which character you would get. So you don't know oh, who it is till you open box. it. You could get a Morton yeah. Joe. You could get Max himself. You could get Furiosa, whatever. And I got a whole bunch of these. What, what would be the one you wouldn't want? I mean, we all know what we want, but what would the thing would be like, oh, man. Probably the um, probably the Gastown guy. He, he was right. weird, huge feet and his nipples sticking out of his coat. That and nine out of ten, <laughs> nine out of ten of those are that guy. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> He's the common. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I, it's funny you say that. I probably could find out what the commons versus the rares are, but um, should usually says on the side of the box, like it says. Uh, has a picture of one of the things yeah. and then says like one out of six and then the rare ones are like one out of 24. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm pretty sure that Morton Joe's a harder one to get in yeah, general probably. so he may be one of the rare ones but either way really happy to send that nice. and uh, get you a nice physical uh, set of prizes today so that'll be fun. Physical. Physical. <clears throat> Very cool. Well in order to get any of that awesome loot you have to uh be able to predict how they're going to do on a topic today's topic comes to us from john tweedy uh john sent this one in and um i think it's a really it's going to be a really fun one i've been trying to figure out the best way to do it and i've narrowed it down to characters so i always get worried when ibit goes 
this is going to be a fun one. Translation, you're going to suffer greatly. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be fun for me <laughs> and the audience. Uh, all right. Over the course of uh, four movies, not including the versus Predator or Prometheus or oh. the other ones, we've been introduced to a lot of characters in the Aliens movies, specifically the first four Alien movies. This comes up because, you know, last week we were talking a lot about Alien and Aliens <laughs> and Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. Those specifically are the four movies I want you to focus on. I want you to name as many characters from those movies as you can. I'm going to help you out. You can't name the actual alien. Oh, <laughs> so that right. one's off the table. That's so you can say, what if, he, well, what if he has a specific name? They don't. But you're only going with the first four. Okay, <laughs> mind. Like Greg or something? Greg, like, Greg yeah. the alien? Yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if I'm on first name basis with a few yeah, of no. these? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I mean, that would mean you had to name them then, is what you're saying. You named That's them right. names? You'd have to name them, yes. That's fantastic. Fine. Okay, later off air, you need to share with us the names you've given each of the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I've got Mr. All right, so naming characters from the Alien series kit uh, after hearing Scott and Brian talking about their comfortability, com- comfort? Com- comfort level? Comfortability? Comfortableness? Uh, with the topic, who do you think is going to do better at it, and who do you want to go first? I'm picking Scott to win and Brian Good to go job. first. Scott to Good win, job. baby. Scott to All right. win. All right. That means you go what? first, Brian. Yeah, is that what that means? That is what that means. Did I go first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she says means. Brian goes first, that's usually what that means. That's, that's what it first. means. Oh, okay. I was confused about that. So, okay. Yeah. So the first, the first character you got to go with. Wait a minute. Let me make sure. I get a mulligan, right? In case I yeah, yeah it up. All right, all right, I'm gonna go with uh, Ripley because yeah. duh, because duh. good old Ellen Ripley, duh. um, right. and I'm also gonna so Ellen Ripley, of course, uh, Alien, Aliens, and Alien Three. Uh, spoiler: She dies in Alien Three, but she comes what? back as Ellen as Ripley Eight in Resurrection. I'm taking that one off the board too because come on now, yeah, Ripley Eight. Also, we named our cat Ripley, so that was. Oh, all we, on, we, we, know, we have a dog, a dog named Indiana. Ripley. We named yeah. the cat Ripley. <laughs> we have a dog named Ripley now. Um, all right, let's uh, go with uh, Hicks. Hicks, Corporal Hicks, yep. Dwayne Hicks, played by Michael Bean. Yeah, Michael Bean. Only way to be safe is to nuke it from orbit, or whatever he says. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the mood for aliens right now. Anyway, go you ahead. You are weird. Yeah, thanks. You're straight. I mean, we're just sticking with the first four, right? We're definitely not going. Just the first four. All right, no, Newt. No. All right, Newt. Good choice right there. Just making sure. Uh, real name, Rebecca Jordan. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know that. I was to say, I didn't yep. know that. Uh, played by Carrie Henn. Yep. She kind of. I think she didn't do a lot. Mostly in Aliens. Mostly. Mo- mostly. Yeah. <laughs> mostly. Um, let's uh, go over there to Hudson. Stow that shit, Hudson. Game Hudson. over, man. Hudson. Uh, Bill Paxton, of course, on that one. And uh, yeah, good old Hudson in Aliens. Good old Hudson. Good old Hudson. Yep. Hudson I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember what Scott said first now because I'm. All right, I'm pretty sure he didn't say Dallas. He did not say Dallas, played by Tom Skrit. Skirt, Mr. Skirt. The first alien movie. Yeah, I have a hard time with the names of the original movie. Uh, That's the one I've watched the most, besides 
Really? Besides Prometheus, shut up. I've watched it a million times. Shut up. It's okay. I like Prometheus. No, no, no. Shut I don't judge you for it. I like Prometheus in some ways. That's got some problems, but there's some cool stuff in Prometheus. There is, yeah. Um, it gets a bad. It gets way worse of a rap than it deserves. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with. Uh, uh, oh, the name just left. Oh, Vasquez. Oh, dang it! That's what I wanted to go with Vasquez. Nick. Vasquez. Yep. Jeanette Goldstein. Yep. She's uh, what's his name? Um, she's John Connor's mo- uh, stepmom in uh, Terminator Two. As oh, well. she really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's hmm. cool. Cool actress. All right, Vasquez. Vasquez. Yeah. All right. What do you got? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay. I'm going to stay with with the, the first aliens and Scott's really confused me. He's jumping all around, mostly in two. But um, all I've done is two. I'm going to go with Kane. Kane, John Hurt, Mister Hurt. Oh, yeah. he of the he of the chest burster. It uh, hurt. Big that Daddy. Was, big Daddy Kane. It. Yeah. That was a hell of a scene, still to this day. One of the great scenes ever made. Um, uh, we'll stick with three for now, or two. and Well, we could do three, I suppose. Bishop. Uh, Bishop. I thought you <laughs> said Bishop. No, nope. no Bishop. Oh, Bishop crap. Is, then I'm, in, then I'm, in, I'm really in trouble then. Yes. All right. Bishop's so uh, And a, I will take Bishop. It, don't do it. I'm taking Bishop take it. 2. It's a different the, character. Uh, bishop takes... Bi- Brian's saying Bishop takes Bishop. That's yeah. a chess move. King takes Bishop off yep. the board. Uh, so <laughs> all the bishops all the bishops are, are off. Son of a butthole. All your bishops Sorry. belong to Brian. Could totally use that one. Um, hmm. Did we say... Mm, yeah, I already said that one. I already said, mm, <laughs> Did we say... Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, Makes you and we definitely say. can't name the aliens, and we can't go to Prometheus and name anybody there. Okay, fine. Correct. Yeah, those are all the you same suck. rules that I told you at the beginning, Stallboy. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm stalling by repeating the rules. Stall you know boy. how we play this game. Stallboy um, is a great name. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, then. I'm try- Oh my god. I'm pretty sure you didn't name any other things from the first one, but I'm going to go. You are. I'm going with, I'm. <laughs> I'm going with Junior in in part three. Junior. Yeah. Okay. Junior. All right. Uh, played by Holt McAllany, uh, one of the prisoners uh, goes by the name Junior. Because I always think, I always make note when they say Junior. It always annoys them. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. We never um, talked about this on Film Sack? No, no. Oh, but surely that's... we've talked about my junior fetish. <laughs> I don't remember surely ever talking about, about your junior, your junior uh, fetish. Junior All right, fetish. All right, mother. The shit. Oh, mother. That's voice. Yes. Yes. It is a voice, still a character, uh, performed by Helen Horton. Horton. She is the, uh, the computer on <laughs> Helen the Horton, uh, here's a who. Stromo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hmm, there's uh <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um <laughs> oh, <okay>. get... <laughs> right. I'm gonna call you oh. stall out boy from now stall on. Out boy. Right, thank you, that'd be great. Um God, I just know there's some obvious ones I'm missing. They get so stupid in, in three. One, I've kind of three's great. People piss on three all the time. I love it. It's a present. right, and I can see the actors' faces, but I can't remember. 
prison planet. Oh. Man. One of my favorite backdrops is a prison planet. It's so cool. Right. Um. All right. Charles S. Dutton. <laughs> and the character he played? Dutton. Rock. He played Dutton. No, he did not. He is did that not wait? Does he get Dutton. a? He doesn't get a. You know, Mulligan. He plays, no he plays really in this one. I mean, mm. you, you know, if this far in, I don't think you can give me a Mulligan. Not to mention, I'm pretty much out. <laughs> right, um, I was gonna say I could give him a Mulligan. He's gonna just come up with another uh, Sutton. I meant it's Sutton. Mm. I meant I meant Charles D. I meant Mutton. I meant Mutton. I think I know his name. His character's name yeah. is some like Ben Ben Ben's it's short. Binsley or something or something stupid or Sally Ralph. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, I know you're not going to tell me. I've already guessed. My guess was Dutton. That is all you got. Yeah. That's Charles, all I got, man. That's what you get. You know what that, that is? Nothing. Yeah, that's a that's a wrong answer. I think his name is Ash. If I'm not incorrect. Oh, no, this comes no. right. Uh, Ian Holm played Ash. Oh, Ash Charles is the robot. Dutton played Shit. Dylan. Ash was the robot. Yeah, Ian. His Holm. name was Dylan. Dylan Dutton's character was Dylan. Dylan, okay, that's the reason. Was, uh, the, was the cat called Jonesy? I knew it was a D something. The cat was called Jonesy. It's funny. That wasn't on my list, but I would have oh, accepted it. Jonesy. That would have um, been yeah. Never go back for the cat. Uh, the other characters from the first movie could have said Lambert. Uh, Brett, <laughs> Lambert, the sheepish lion. He was and, in uh, And Parker. 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 And then yes. uh, Wait, Parker. Paul Reiser's character was Burke. Burke! Yep. Uh, then there was totally Apone, Gorman, Apone. Drake, Frost, Spunkmeyer, uh, Spunk yeah. Dietrich, thought, I always Farrow. thought Apone was uh, nap- Napalm when I first saw the movie. I always thought it was Napalm. Oh, yeah, Napalm, yeah. 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 And Cocooned Colonist, uh, also in the third, in the second movie. Oh, I um, didn't know we were going up with um, It was on my list, so I would have taken it. Uh, Dylan, Clemens, Andrews, Aaron... Uh, David Postlethwaite, played by Pete Postlethwaite, which I think is really funny. That's hilarious, yeah. Gave himself the same name. Prison Planet, Go three, Wars. right? Was that in three? Prison Planet, yep. yep. Um, Boggs, Rain. We didn't even get to four. We didn't, didn't even, even really get to four. Oh my gosh, but, but oh. We can all remember uh, actors, right? Winona Ryder, Ron That's Perlman, yeah. Dan Hadaya. Would you have counted... Uh, um, What's his name? Bishop, but not as Bishop, but as the head of the corporation. I can't think of the name of the corporation because no, it's Bishop too. And no, I mean he, in the movie he plays he plays a live dude, non-robot. In three, in in the credits, well, in this description it says, "Is he the original human designer, or is he an android?" Bishop two arrives at the end. So, oh, it doesn't. So that's not canon, whether we know or not. Oh. It's not. Uh, it's not clarified. At least in this list, it's not clarified. I always assumed it was the the real designer human, but I um, so too. Yeah, wait, Wayland. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, so that would be yeah. That would be always the whatever his name is, era, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah the, that would have been Prometheus. Yep. Oh, that was anyway. Yeah, that dude. All means the Kit London wins. Woo! Kit Man. London, you happy for Kit won. London, sad for me. You know, she knows what horse to, to, to back. Well done. Now, uh, all you got to do to collect these winnings is send me an email, Scott at frogpants.com. That's Scott at frogpants.com, and I will send you your stuff post haste. Congratulations and well done. Thank you. And if you guys get a chance to play Nightmare Before Christmas Clue, it's super fun. Oh, is it good? And there's different really? roles. Oh, I'll play that. The characters have special abilities, and um, 
you can die in in this clue. Whoa, no <laughs> oh, way. Oh, that's cool. You See, get, they did that with Harry Potter, you, too. Like, they made Harry Potter clue. You get all these extra abilities and features and stuff like that. It's so much better. So I'll totally try uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was close to winning. And um, if you get, you pull entry cards. And if there's, once there's seven Pumpkin King cards on the board, if you pull the eighth one, you die. And oh, then man. the eighth one keeps getting shuffled in the deck. So I was close to winning and I died. I was like, no. Oh, that's great. I love a car. I love when there's like a single rare card in a deck that that f's everybody over <laughs> that's great yeah. oh there might be one of those in my new game oh. rock runners wow mm. uh well that's awesome congratulations kit and uh i look forward to your email we'll get this stuff right out to you brian dunaway look at you, you hey helped her win i know look okay so here's my weakness go it is it is military uh based movies that call everybody by their last name. I disregard every single name they say, unless they're stupid, like Tex or Junior or, you know, something stupid like that. And I'm like, Uh Junior, got it, got it. (laughs) But if it's like Parker or, you know, something stupid, I'm not going to remember that. Yeah. I, yeah. Remember. I don't know why I the, second, those. the second movie is a lot easier to remember all those names for some reason. And I can't remember anybody in the first movie's last name except Ripley I think and Dallas. the first one, I think they said the names more often. Just, well, it, plus it, you had the HUD, right? It was the HUD that had yes. everybody's name with their little video camera. That helped a lot. Yeah. So you saw yeah. their names all the damn time. I don't even thought of that. Movie. That's probably what I'm doing. My brain is. But they also mm-hmm. would yell at each other. I was like, Hudson, yeah. stole that shit. Napo, oh, can't yes, see Napo. Napo, come in, nope, Napo. Like there was just like this constant yelling everybody's <laughs> name all the time, and they didn't do that as much in the first or third. But you're just making me watch. I just want to go binge it all now. I love those movies. Gosh dang it! I'm I- including the fourth one. I love the fourth one. I love oh, it really? all. I like the fourth one. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to say I love it. <laughs> I'm I don't not going to dedicate four. love. I don't even love three. It. I love two, and I really like one. Four and three, though, just are fine. They're fine. They have moments yeah. of greatness and some other, you know, it's fine. I Proper alien movies need to come back. We need, like, a real return to form that isn't just this weird ethereal Prometheus stuff. Those are cool. They have their thing going, but it's not quite what we're looking for, is it? We want something more like Colonial Marines, like, let's go to another planet and fight some shit and... Take on a bunch of aliens. Maybe it can't be done. Maybe we're done. Maybe the best is behind us. I don't know. But uh, nonetheless. I think the problem is, I'm going to agree with you, Scott, but I'll tell you the problem. Mm. And it's the problem I had. Uh, oh, I they're know. doing okay. a series. You know what? They've already answered this for us. They're making a series. Yeah. And I'm stoked about yeah. it. It's Noah Hawley's oh, making it. Right. It's going to be great. Right. right. So right. all I of think, my problems I will go things, away. Yeah. I, I love the older movies, and I love them because they take their time with the characters and it doesn't seem like we have time anymore for characters. Like I was watching uh, Godzilla versus King Kong last night and I kept thinking, man, it's just like, we don't have time for characters anymore. It's just like, well, those we just, movies we don't, too many but you don't effects. want them in that, in that movie though. You don't want characters. Well, it's according to what you want. It's according to what you want, man. <laughs> right. I mean, well, well, listen, if you want to make every... a straight up, if you want to make a straight up, you know, Godzilla remake, no, they never focused on that kind of stuff. But I mean, 
we they also used to focus on you know basically wrestling moves that was what the old godzillas were i was like get yeah. up godzilla get up you can't let him beat you man it was a bit oh, he's of that. down he's down oh he's back up yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. this the, so, this I mean, new this kong versus godzilla thing is as close as they've gotten to what i want which is mindless stupid robots that's and funny because lizards fighting it that's was what i want it was actually uh it was a little step down for me from king of monsters which is the last one and i i felt like even though that one had problems i felt like it was it it, it had more purpose well i call it the shia labeouf problem too many humans right ruin too your transformers many humans. It, it does have a human problem it ruins your transformers movie is what i'm saying right so but it, man if you if you like the old ones where the the kids get to get to run around and you know have their own side adventure you will like this one i enjoyed it i i just but i only enjoyed like every time there's too much talking i'm like all right hurry up with your dumb story that i don't care about get back to this <laughs> huge spectacle that's what i want i want this right monkey. it was a spectacle man i want this monkey and this lizard fighting it out and then i want the third <laughs> giant metal lizard to come out and make things worse for everybody no, no, spoiler oh who, dude you can't spoil a freaking godzilla movie i'm sorry <laughs> It's great. It's good fun. What? People should watch it. It's stupid <laughs> and fun, and I loved it. All right. Brian Dunaway, uh, you've been just a treat, and we hope you have a great week. And don't yep. forget, you and I tomorrow, we got the boop show. I'm not telling you to remind you, but listeners, if you want to tune in and watch the boop show, you can, because we talk about video games, and I've got a real uh, I've got a real winner this week that I'm excited to talk about. We usually don't talk about games we don't like, so you know, tune in, because it's all good stuff. Uh, Brian, I don't know what you're playing. What are you playing this week? Do you remember? I'm playing this. Uh, it ends up being uh, it's called Narita Boy, and it is oh. a Metroidvania type. I didn't even know it. I thought it was a hack yeah. and slash, but it's a, got a retro looking style to it. Just came out to the Xbox Game Pass, uh, and so is yeah, that is looks good cool. so far. That it's looks really so cool. It looks like Tron ish. Right. Yes, it has. Yeah. A, it definitely has a Tronish feel to it, and you're going to be surprised what I compare it to tomorrow night on the Boop Show. All right, three thirty Mountain Time. Catch it live shot. or check out the podcast afterwards. Brian Dunaway, have a good no. See you. <laughs> <laughs> I said I knew he's gone. He can't hear me. See you, Brian. I don't know what that sound was. That was weird. Yeah, he made on his way out. All right. Uh, well done. We're going to do one of these real fast. Hey, it's the news brought to you by. Oh, love that sound. Uh, it's brought to you by, speaking of sound, Soundography. Brand new episode just went up this morning. Uh, Hammond and I listened to the entire catalog of Roxy Music. Yeah, Love is the Drug, Avalon, uh, Eight Miles High, great cover of that song. Uh, so much stuff by Roxy Music. Uh, we didn't even really get too far into the Brian Ferry solo stuff because there's a lot of great stuff to just center on. It was a Patreon-supported episode. Big thanks to Tom, who's also a TMS listener. Go check it out this morning over there at soundography.com. Very nice. First story of the day, maybe our only. Cows are being fitted with VR goggles to increase milk production. Burp, burp, burp. This is the first step of the cow takeover. Yep. The cow, the cowering of the country. Something like that. Oh my gosh. You hear that dog? She is so loud. She barks. Oh, I can't hear. She, she barking? Does, she'll, and she doesn't, she goes from zero to 60 with her first bark. So if she thinks mm. someone's at the door or she mm-hmm. hears dogs outside or something, she immediately does this. <laughs> like that. It's <laughs> no like, you know, growl and lead up or anything. Just right. straight oh, to the business. Anyway, if you visit the Rus Maloko Dairy uh, near a farm near Moscow in Russia, you may think you've arrived in a bizarre futuristic film set. Here, the cows supposedly roam around fitted with VR headsets. 
Mm. VR headsets yeah. on cows. That's, okay, that's what you want from your cow—a little VR business. Is it? Uh, is it? Are they just? Is it looking at uh, empty bowls of cereal, like dry cereal, and uh... <laughs> helps spontaneously make milk come? After that. <laughs> that's right, exactly. <laughs> uh, the VR goggles aren't props for a film, however, they are specially made for these dairy cows to help bring them into a relaxed state in order to bring more milk, according to a press release. So it's just to calm them down. Uh, at least that's what they're supposed to be doing, according to the Moscow Ministry of Agriculture and Food. Doesn't quite the roll off the tongue like FDA does, but whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the MMAF. Um, <laughs> right. It says, uh, turns out there are some reasons to be skeptical. Uh, many sources, uh, let's see, uh, including interested engineering. I don't know who that is. Reported the pressing issue for declining milk production led experts in the IT world, as well as many industry leaders in milk production, to work together to find a high tech solution. Uh, the solution was virtual reality. The cows watch a, quote, unique summer field simulation program. Okay, so that's how they, they, they get some beautiful, like, you know, the, the like Windows XP. Just, uh, like the Windows slow XP. Motion, web. Uh, yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know it's slow motion. It's just like straight up, you know, just a pretty scene. Um, according to those guys, let's see, cows have poor depth perception, creating a VR landscape that cows could navigate. Matt researchers had to take into account their higher perception of the color red, but weaker perception of all the blues and greens around them. Uh, they were made to fit the cow's heads. Oh, that must look, are there photos of this? Hold on. Mm-hmm, there are. This is interesting. So it's, um, it's this, this article is talking about how Vice reported on this in 2019, the original experiment for this. Yeah. But I think this is now the, the, um, they're, they're expanding the, uh, uh the VR headsets. <laughs> yeah. Just to make them, um, because it's working, I guess. Yeah. Says yeah. here they were designed, uh, by some uh, developers in a VR studio along with vet- veterinarians. Uh, they did all this thing about structure of the cow's heads and how their eyes would work and that sort of thing. Uh, after wearing the headsets, experts reported that the cows displayed a decrease in anxiety and an increase in general mood uh, of the herd. Um, today, the farm ranks as the top three largest milk producers in Russia, and it looks like it worked. Everybody's making more milk, so I don't. I assume they're all self-contained, and these aren't all wired to something somewhere. They- uh, hard to tell. That photo. Yeah, I mean the photo looks like it's self-contained. Yeah, it's a big ass. <laughs> it's so a big, big ass. Dude. I mean, obviously, it has to be a big ass pair of VR goggles. Yeah. The first photo makes it look like there, or the I guess the the long shot photo makes it look like there's a wire coming up off of that. But when you look at the the other photo, that's just a wire that's going over the uh, the barn there. There is some skepticism, I guess. According to this article, a bunch of people don't believe this is working, so they're asking the researchers to provide more data. Uh, yeah. Their only answer was, uh, where is it? Uh, they are, they're promising a further comprehensive study. And then that's all mm-hmm. they've said. So mm-hmm. basically nobody trusts Russians is what's happening there. Right, right. Do you think we'll get that study? No, too much has. Listen, we have headset on cow. That is all that matters. You just walk away, pretend you didn't see us. You, like- see, the, you see milk? <laughs> they're giving the milk. You take the milk. There's plenty of milk. And it's because the VR glasses. Look. I have whole bucket of milk. It is because of VR glasses. Give him his VR glasses. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for today's news. We'll save everything else for tomorrow. Um, but now we got to take a break. Bill will be here after that, and we'll spend some time with uh, Stephen after that. So come on back after this song presented by Brian Ibbett. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is uh, this is great. This is an artist named Scott Patton, and the first uh, when I was listening to this before I saw the name, before I saw um, who it was, uh, first thing I thought is is this uh, is this the 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 Violent Femmes? This guy has a Violent Femmes kind of sound to him. Yeah. Uh, he totally does. I don't know why, but he does sound like Gordon Gano, lead lead vocalist for the Violent Femmes. Um, this is uh, uh, the lead guitarist of a band called Chasing Colors. He's breaking out on his solo uh bit his brand new album is called i don't want to say goodbye this is the title track from his brand new album here is scott Patton. no one knows how we try no one hears when we cry Up to me, you know we will thrive I don't want to say goodbye your spell Without you is hell and I get so high I don't want to say goodbye
I heard that this facility has a number of areas inaccessible to the regular researchers. What would you like me to say, Scott Johnson? Hello, this is the morning stream. You killed my father. Prepare to die. All right, we're back, everybody. Uh, Brian, that's Once song again, again, Scott Patton, and yep. the song is I Don't Want to Say Goodbye. Nice. Uh, we do. We give you the full information here on the show. That's what we do. That's right. We may not give you the full song, but we give you the full information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. That's just for the live people. Yeah, you live people. You don't get no music. No. <laughs> in the chat room. That sounded just like the Violent Femmes. <laughs> har, har, har. All right. Hey, what do we got here? We got a little bit of this going on right here. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran joining us from his fine studios in somewhere around Seattle. We're not going to dox him or anything. What are you kidding? I don't want people going mm, over there to his no. place. But um, he's there, and he makes cool stuff, and he comes on the show on Mondays, and we talk about those cool things and how you might become a better maker your own selves. Hello, Bill, and welcome back. Hello. Good oh, to be back. Also, happy birthday to you and your brother oh, Rob. You. Nice job. Aww. The twins turned yet another year older and wiser. And uh, good job on that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. Yesterday was a, a wonderful celebration of life. That's awesome. Well, we're, I, we're, glad, I, we're glad that you're you're uh, alive. I told you this on text, but you know I'm glad you were oh, yeah. born and uh, you're, you continue to live. And uh, that's good. <laughs> I appreciate so it. Yeah. So happy you continue to live. Yeah, I want you to I keep living. Me, keep on living, dude. Um, anyway, yeah, we, welcome. Oh, I was sorry. just going to say, we're, we celebrated by eating pizza and playing Valheim. So. That seems like, oh, I saw you really on there. I saw you on there last night with a, uh, a whole bunch of people play that game, obviously, on my list. But, oh, yeah. Um, first name came up as Chinbeard. I'm like, oh, all right. That makes sense. He's still playing Valheim. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's good to have you here. We're going to dive right in. Tell us what we are going to discuss this week in the world of the makers. Sure. Um, we've talked a little bit and I've shared some videos uh, about restoration mm. as as a way of making, right? Fixing something or restoring it to its previous glory of some kind. Uh, and there is like there's a ton of really cool restoration videos over on YouTube and, and everywhere on the Internet there. I, I would say there is some form of restoration video for everyone. And I'm sure I've only scratched the surface. It's but here are some whole, of the restoration videos I like. It's almost its whole its own uh, genre over there. It feels mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And there's subgenres too, man. It's mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. So tool restoration. Always a good time. There's tons of tool restoration out there. People will um, take like an old wrench that's rusty and clean it up, or they'll also take a, a 150-year-old printing press and fix that up too and then use it. Ooh. So much fun. Yeah. Uh, vintage toys, like uh, oh, like yeah. old matchbox metal trucks. Yeah. Oh my goodness, so many Matchbox cars restorations yeah. out there. Uh, old video game consoles. They're starting to age, <laughs> let me tell you. And that gray plastic it's everyone a, used. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice makes me feel old talking about old con- old video game consoles. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like the Nintendo Game Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that old that old uh, plastic gray uh, is now a horrible yellow for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they figured out how to fix it. They've all figured it out with hydrogen peroxide and UV light and some other stuff. That's they can awesome. fix it. It's really astonishing to see a yellow Super Nintendo returned to its former color. It's really cool. I'll bet. 
Um, oh, yeah, vehicles. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you could you could dip into so many so many holes. There's so many vehicle restorations. Um, watches like mechanical watches. Oh sure. Uh, or or even paintings like artwork. You can watch people restore artwork. It's so satisfying to see the varnish come off and all the little. They're it's so so careful with little yeah. oh, Q-tips yeah. and everything. And <laughs> then they put a new card of coat of varnish on. It looks amazing. It's just trust me if if you if you have a thing you're into, then there's probably someone making a video restoring that thing. And I recommend you go look for it. Is there is there any, are there any like base rules? Like let's say you've got an old Game Boy. And you're like, man, this thing's gross. I got to do you know, a bunch of acid from the batteries in there. There's like, you know, all these other corrosive, whatever, whatever. Do you need the video or should you explore some and go, well, I know what to do. I'm going to dig in here and dig it out and clean this and clean that. And then, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you have to look up how to restore the original color of the of the casing or whatever. But the rest of it, couldn't you just sort of, I don't know, start taking it apart and going for it? Or yeah. would you not recommend that? Um, I, from what I've seen, uh, it's possible to purchase replacement parts for a lot of these old consoles. There are people making replacement buttons and screens and all sorts of stuff. Uh, also, they made a lot of them, and they're not rare. So I would recommend if you're going to restore a, a Game Boy, right? Yeah. Buy a few of them. They're not expensive. Uh, and tinker. You know, have fun with it. Tear it apart. See it. See what makes it tick. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even, and, and uh, there's a project I'm going to talk about in a second, but you can even buy several of them to re- extract all, enough good parts to make one good one. If that's mm-hmm. if you wanted to go with all original parts, because the, um, the goal isn't always to, that they're that they're in perfectly functioning order. Sometimes it's just I want this to look right, right? Yeah, and I've seen that with a lot of the tool restoration. I mean, the tool restoration usually it ends up being functional in the end, but. People will decide whether or not they want to restore it to look like the original and use all original parts, or they'll decide if they want to fancy it up a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes those old tools weren't perfectly chromed, but some of the people restoring them are like, "Nope, I'm going to shine it so it's perfectly reflective and mirror finished." Uh, so, like, the, there's a lot of options out there when it comes to restoration, which I think makes it super fun. Uh, also, you have an opportunity to customize it too, kind of make it your own a little bit if you want. But most right. of the people I see doing the the consoles, they try and make a functional machine that looks exactly like the original. That like seems it did to be the goal. Yeah. I do like the ones where they try where they take something old and make it work, but also make it look like the newest version of that console, like mm-hmm. taking an old PlayStation One and making it look like a PlayStation Five or something along those lines. Trying to think That'd of a be- real example, but uh, <laughs> what, if, what if you put took all the guts out of a PlayStation One and took all the guts out of a PlayStation Five and put the PlayStation One guts <laughs> in the Five? Yeah, you could totally do that. I think you'd have to like take two PlayStation Ones and uh, fit the guts in because right. there's got to be a reason the PlayStation Five is as massive as it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, we did a really cool restoration with my dad. Um, when he was in his 20s, he had a 1960s Volvo P1800 sports car. And when he was in his 40s and I was in my teens, he wanted to he wanted one of those cars. He wanted to restore it. So he went and found one pretty good one and a couple of okay ones to use as donor cars. And we completely rebuilt that car. Me and my twin brother mostly and my dad. Our little brother helped a bit, but not he wasn't as excited. 
my twin brother and I were of driving age, so we were very oh, excited. Oh, yeah. You, you, you cared by default. You were into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we did everything. We took every single part off of the car until it was just a frame. Uh, we stripped the paint off of everything, off of the car, off of all of the parts, got rid of all the rust. We repainted everything. We had the car repainted. Uh, let's see. We had the engine rebuilt, the bumpers re-chromed, the leather seats reupholstered. And we assembled it all again using original parts, which I wanted to put a CD player in it. But dad was like, no, we're putting an original radio in it, even though it sucks. <laughs> yeah. You got to make uh, some ex- some concessions uh, when mm-hmm. working with a dad. Because dads <laughs> want old school, man. They don't want new stuff. That's true. And I now that I'm almost 40, I get it as well. I totally understand. Yeah. Uh, and it looks amazing. And he still has the car. Uh, he's had it for you know, more than 20 years now, and it still looks and runs amazing. Uh, and here's the fun thing. This is funny. Funny now, not funny at the time. But uh, it was a great experience for a teenager. It was a lot of hard work. We learned a lot about mechanics and how cars work. Uh, we learned how to do everything the right way. We didn't hurry with this thing, which I think was really important. Uh, now, I have a twin brother, and we were both working on this car, and we were both 16 or 17 years, years old at the time. And we were both fighting over who was going to get to take the car to the prom, right? Mm-hmm. It's a two-seater car. Can't bring four people. Only two people can go in this tiny little car. Joke was on us, though, because when the car was finished, just in time for the prom, by the way, car was finished. Dad had to go and get insurance out of it because it was an older car that we restored. He could get classic car insurance, mm. which is really cheap because they expect you're not going to mm. risk Doing any funny business right. with your you're gonna, car. You're going to drive it safely, and you're probably not going to drive it much. Not right. much. You're going to keep it in the garage. It's yeah. never, ever. Sure. You take you take it out for the occasional show you get invited to, and it's part of one yep. of those street car shows or whatever, and then you put it t- nicely tucked away in your garage again. and With a cover uh, on it and everything, yeah. Sure. Now, the problem is that the insurance company knew that my dad had two teenage twin boys, <laughs> and they made him sign something saying that in no uncertain terms would he ever let his teenage boys drive that car yeah and he had to sign that before they would give him the cheap insurance and my dad was like i'm sorry i'm not buying good insurance so that you can drive the car so we weren't even allowed to drive it neither of us took it to the prom (laughs) well even that's gonna say if one of you got to take it to the prom then you go all right which one of you decided to roofie the other one and then pretend to be your brother Mm because you both Right. You well, you just same. tell you just tell everybody you know that it was you driving. He tells everybody that he knows that it was him driving, and nobody, yeah, nobody's none the wiser. Yeah, no one will know. The photos all look the same. That's yeah, right. yep. no one's gonna know. Either way, we didn't get to drive it. I have since driven it since I'm a grown up now, and I'm allowed to drive cars. <laughs> um, and it's cool. It is really cool. I will say, it's a tiny little car. Your butt cheeks are about six inches off the ground, which means <laughs> your your forehead is bumper level with every other car out there oh, which God. is a little yeah. disconcerting but it is still a really cool little car to drive around yeah that's awesome stick shift you have to put lead in the gas like you have to add lead to it oh my gosh in the, the yeah. gas mix wow yeah you have an, a lead additive because uh that's hmm. what cars use back then yeah those cars were leaded man leaded oh yeah because <laughs> you used to be able to i mean up to a point you could buy leaded gas still and mm-hmm. unleaded was still like this new fain dangled thing but not now 
Like you can't go just buy a gallon of leaded gas, as far as I know. Right. To, Isn't it weird that it's still advertised that way, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like selling a new house and advertising it as asbestos-free, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that is really weird now that you say it. Well, I went and got gas yesterday, and I'm like, wait a minute, unleaded. Of course unleaded. it is. Just call it gas at this point. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Instead, right. it's like premium unleaded and whatever those other things you're getting ripped off are. Anyway. Uh, ultra, yeah. yeah ultra, ultra premium. Well, that's, that's awesome. I, I only get it if it has the word ultra. Well, I'm uh, I'm all about the uh, the restoration stuff. I'm not very good at it myself, but this is something my dad was really super into, and so uh, it's kind of satisfying. I was just watching a video of somebody restoring a Corvette, and the first thing they did was pressure wash this thing. Man, I want a pressure washer so bad, just for no reason other than just to clean something like the Do cement it. or whatever. You know, yeah. dude, I bet there are I bet there are vintage arcade cabinet restoration videos out there. Oh, gotta be right. Uh, oh yeah, I have you a vintage arcade. It's gotta be. Yeah, I have vintage arcade machines in this house. I should I should restore them. Is what I should do. I yeah. should. I have Absolutely. a Mooncresta from uh, the eighties, a sit down cocktail model of a Mooncresta that doesn't work. It powers on, but none of the electronics work anymore. Um, but it's like this. It's just dirty and grimy and there's like cigarette mm-hmm. burns and part of me's like, that's what gives it character and I shouldn't restore it. But there's another part of me that wants to just tear that thing apart and and find an extra 24 hours a day that I can spend doing it, which is the hard <laughs> part for me. And then have that experience where you sit down in that cabinet and it feels just like it did when you played it when you were young, you know? Yeah. yeah. We had, um, uh, my parents had a friend we would visit. I believe he lived in New Jersey. We would stop by every time whenever we were driving through his name was clint he had a uh an asteroids cocktail cabinet mm. in his house like in his living room it was always plugged in when and whenever we were visiting my brothers and i were just like we want to go play that he has an arcade game in his house it's so exciting we go <laughs> oh, is that a uh, Simpsons game. Yeah, Man, I found I found a video a of somebody game. somebody's re- restoring one of the the that old Simpsons co op beat 'em up game. Mm, yeah, the one with four right, the big wide one. It's kind of like the X Men one, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, super this, wide with all the and this key, and this uh, joystick board. It has seen some stuff in its lifetime. Oh my goodness! Holy yeah, really? I think I think both of those cabinets were in the uh, movie theater where I grew up. Yeah, sounds very familiar. <laughs> the X Men ones. <laughs> oh yeah, the X Men one and the. Uh, yeah, the Simpsons. The Simpsons. They didn't have room. They actually had to take out one of their multiplex theaters to make room for both of those games. Yeah, it's gigantic. So huge. Yeah, yeah. You just <laughs> they're four player. Bill, you just reminded me why I was so popular in junior high. Everybody wanted to come to our house because we had like eight of these in the garage. And, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, they all thought, oh, that's the best house to be at. He and he's our best friend. No, they weren't really my friends. They just wanted to play Missile Command all night. So. Well, I wasn't very good friends with Clint either. I just wanted to play his asteroids. Yeah, see, see, I've, I've <laughs> somehow he was also feel, in his forties. Yeah. So, oh, this game still we didn't works. Have a lot to talk about. This is the cool thing. This guy's uh, Simpsons cabinet looks like the Bordens and the ROMs and stuff. Even the CRT still work. Oh, there's no way that's really how big the screen was. That um, looks so tiny compared to the frame. Pretty sure that's correct. But wow, it's the it's big we, bezel. We had such weird expectations back then of like. That seemed huge to us. I know. <laughs> but really, it was like, what, a 14, 16, 17-inch CRT? And now it's that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but we were used to what we were used to, man. Um, yeah, all right. Well, right. this is great. Restoration Nation, baby. Everybody get out there yeah. and restore something. Uh, bonus links this week. You got anything cool for our audience? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a channel called Stuff Made Here. Excuse me. Stuff Made Here. It's really great. He makes all sorts of really crazy um, uh, computer-controlled things, like CNC type things. He yeah. made a CNC hair cutter. A little weird. What? Uh, he also made a CNC robot chainsaw. So if you look, look up Stuff Made what? Here robot chainsaw. Oh, to make, what? <laughs> right? So it's to make... Car- like wood carvings with a chainsaw it's the thing people do he's like why not put a chainsaw on the end of a robotic arm and do the same thing this yeah, is a 3d right. printer that can kill you absolutely yes and he <laughs> points it out several times yeah man that's a hundred percent a way to get a million views on your videos to make a chainsaw robot arm that's amazing yeah it's so yeah. easy why isn't everyone just yeah why aren't that? we all just doing that i mean i thought to do that <laughs> wow Ooh, stand clear of that thing look at that swing no kidding <laughs> All right. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, as always, having Bill on is enlightening and we learn things. Bill, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Check out punishprops.com, everybody, and follow him on Twitter at Chinbeard. Bill, have a great week. Take it easy. Bye now. We'll see you. Happy birthday. It's all fun games until this thing becomes self-aware. This is the leader of the robot uprising. Oh, my gosh. Can you at. imagine sitting up on its big yeah. podium with its swinging arm going, Yavart, the nine, nine, Yavart. Yeah. Telling everybody to kill the humans. <laughs> Watching the video of this thing cut cut that dog out of styrofoam, and it's just insane. That's really cool. Wow. Um, okay. Oh, that made me in the mood to go tear those arcade machines up. I, only, I have two of them, mm-hmm. and one is my dad's own construction. He built his own cabinets for a few years. That that one I kind of don't want to. I don't want to harm. I want to just clean it. Mm-hmm. But the other one, the Mooncresta one, who cares, man? I could tear that thing to pieces. Who yeah. Cares? Yeah. Freaking Mooncresta. What a game. You know exactly. Put a retro pie in there. Play any game you want sitting down having a cocktail or a mocktail. Yeah, or a mocktail. Uh, all right. Let's get um, Steven in. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been a bit. Haven't talked to him in, well, a week, I guess. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Feels longer because uh, he was gone the weeks, uh, two weeks prior to that. But uh, having him back will be great. And I'm going to play this right here. Steven Schleicher. Steven Schleicher. Coming on to the program like he always does every Monday, most Mondays, uh, we got Steven Schleicher joining us from Majorspoilers.com. Hello, Steven. Hello, Scott. Hello, Brian. Hello. Hey, man. Hey, what do you know about the Last God series on DC Black Label? Are you familiar with it? I am not. Okay, so this is relatively new. Uh, Five issues so far on on Infinite and more coming. Uh, It's freaking great i'm gonna just put a quick recommendation out of the ether here if you like dark hard fantasy like D, uh combined with i don't even know i don't even know how what to compare this to but it's very much like a fantasy tale magic and sor- sorcery and warriors and all of that it's not capes and cowls it's not a superhero book at all um it's really bloody so know that going in it is a part of black label which is their imprint of you know slightly yeah. more edgy material um and basically their vertigo imprint yeah i'm absolutely freaking love it it's great can't recommend it enough if you're into what i just described um and you want some of that in your life the, the writing alone is worth it it's just it's written in this just great kind of dark fantasy yeah. kind of language and it's just awesome so uh, check it out. It's up on Disney or Disney, um, Disney. Uh, DC rather <laughs> DC Infinite's app or I guess in just regular old ass comic book form. And the art's really cool. It's all very um, not painterly, but like, uh, I don't know, I don't, you know, you know, you can make like uh, pastel look really cool on certain kind of colored paper. 
it's a lot of that and it's just a really neat look um so it's very cool it's called the last god and it's it's awesome anyway uh steven's here he's uh lord of all he surveys and we're gonna spend some time with him steven let's talk about um uh dc shelves a couple of movies they decided no we're not doing these yeah you know there was a lot of uh there was a lot of talk and a lot of positive things coming out of dc films when ava duvernay uh was announced to be writing the new gods movie which is the jack kirby um stuff that was all throughout uh the the justice league movie and also uh the trench with james wan everybody was very excited about that is not really quite a uh, aquaman sequel but it certainly looked at those creatures that lived down in that section and then suddenly dc said no we're not going to move forward with those projects mm. and i there's no real reason why except you know the dc people have just said well we've decided that we're not moving ahead with that um you know we just had a big old Zack snyder thing uh hit the uh the hbo maxes with everybody freaking out about that and now there's a new campaign to restore the snyder verse as opposed to moving on with new things. And DC said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, no, we're not moving forward with the, with the Snyder verse. We're going to be doing our own thing. And then a week later, they're like, yeah, we're going to cancel these two projects, which, mm-hmm. you know, Tom King, Ava DuVernay uh, working on new gods would be an incredible piece. Um, maybe DC or maybe uh, DC films doesn't see the Eternals doing that well. But if you think the Eternals is out there, uh, the new gods is incredible storytelling from Jack Kirby, and I would encourage everybody to go check out his original run. The New Gods originally appear in um, Superman, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, uh, because when Jack Kirby came back to DC, they were like, "Jack, we'll let you do anything you want." He's like, "Great, give me a, give me a Jimmy Olsen, and let me do whatever I want there." And then, you know, within I want to say like five or six issues, the New Gods were all over the place. So, so why don't they? Is it possible that they're just retracting from a film and saying instead maybe we could we could uh, you know work this as a series? Maybe maybe that's what they're thinking. Put it on HBO Max. You know what I mean? I mean that would be I mean that would be logical as well. I mean New God certainly opens itself up to serialized uh, epic storytelling. Mm-hmm. I'd be into it. Uh, this comes right around the same time that news dropped of Disney Plus canceling the right stuff. Uh, which now is, I guess, up for auction to go somewhere else. It could end up getting picked up by a different streaming service, but they were making a Right Stuff series, uh, I assume based on the same material that the movie The Right Stuff was based on, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen in 30 years or something. But um, but anyway, little little cancellations here and there, kind of across the board. I yeah, I guess about. the one thing uh, one thing that I would probably caution everybody is when you hear these things about, you know, so-and-so has been attached to this picture or DC is moving ahead with this picture, Never assume that it's all a done deal until film starts rolling. Yeah. You know, until they announce the first day of production on something. And even then, there have been movies that have been shot and sat on the shelf for years before uh, they suddenly said, oh, wait a minute. Remember that movie, The House, Um, that's got that Thor guy in it? Let's release that into theaters quick. Mm -hmm. That movie sat on the shelves for a couple of years before they finally released it. So. Mm Anytime you see any uh, movie news about this project is happening or this is going on, just always remember until they start shooting, there's a good chance it's just going to fold up. So much stuff does like it's just there's so much money at stake. They don't just there's no automatic on any of this. Nope. Um, Mm -hmm. Unless they've got like pure willpower for things like, you know, Mandalorian season three guaranteed it's happening. No way you're getting around that. But. I mean, have they started shooting on well, that? Well, that's a good point. They haven't, as far as I know, they haven't. So maybe that's a bad nope. example. But yeah, you know, there's going to be a season three. Yeah, there will yeah. be. That it's, thing was too Disney popular. Plus, his biggest draw. Like, oh yeah, certainly. Draw. I mean, 
I, I'm saying yes, it's a it's a great probability that it is, but, yeah. uh, but it's not 100 percent guaranteed because right. they haven't begun production. Yeah, well, uh, it's a good point. So we'll see how that goes. I, I always get bummed when things get canceled, but there's not much to read into it other than uh, you know you'll have to wait longer for new gods. And then you got to be. Sometimes things are miraculous, like like how the Doom Patrol even exists in live action form is beyond mm-hmm. me. Like why who mm-hmm. who in their right mind thought that was a good idea? And it turns out it was a great idea. Guardians of the Galaxy, same thing. It's like yeah. cannot believe you guys made this and made it so great. So you know, as 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 often as something gets canceled, there are those that squeak in, and we should be glad mm-hmm. for what we have. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, well, keep in mind with Doom Patrol and Titans and those, it was, we need something to fill this streaming service. So let's uh, let's find some projects that we think are pretty good and uh, and move forward with those. So that's the only reason why those got, got moved ahead is because they needed a, a slot to fill. Well, it's another day, which means it's another record-breaking sell of Superman oh, yeah. Action Comics number one. Uh, yeah, this one's really fascinating. This was a 3.0 CGC graded, which this is one where a company verifies it, they seal it up in plastic, and then they and then they sell it. Um, 3.0 this one, is not very good. No, it's not. <laughs> but here's the thing. Of the Superman number one issues, yeah. um, there are not very many comics that are graded higher than 3.0 that are in circulation. Right. Um, there's a couple of 8.0s. But those nobody nobody is selling their eight dot of of uh, Superman, and so the three dot is pretty good deal uh, if you can find it. Again, we're talking about a comic from nineteen forty that um, you know people still find worth and value in. It's not the first appearance of Superman. Uh, it kind of retells a lot of the stuff that was already in Action Comics number one. But uh, somebody thought that hey, uh, let me spend uh, three hundred and ten thousand dollars on this thing. At auction a couple of weeks ago. Um, one thing that we have noticed, and I think Justin mentioned it, oh, probably a month or so ago, um, that during COVID, there has been a huge boom in collectibles. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. he specifically talks about trading cards and baseball cards and those kinds of things. But even comic book art, I have been tracking this for a year. There have been astronomical sale after astronomical sale on 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 these kinds of things because I think people are looking to... Um, not only hedge their bets, but have something that they can fall back on because these prices just keep going up each time these things hit the market. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I've, yeah, I was seeing uh, so many things about the Marvel masterpiece trading cards, the old, mm-hmm. even the pre masterpiece ones that just had like regular comic style art of all yep. the characters uh, tripling in price over the previous year. And I've got, yeah, I had, I had that whole collection of those cards. Yeah. Spent 60 oh, no. bucks on it back, back in oh, whatever had, it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then uh, when I was moving from Atlanta to California, I was like, I, I really don't need these anymore. And I think I just tossed them in the trash. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd be happier today if you hadn't. I guess. Yeah, I would be. So, you know, the, the good thing is, you know, definitely a comic that you go buy today. You know, Scott goes and finally decides to buy, um, what is it, The God or whatever the... Uh, New God or whatever the, the book that you were just talking about oh, a minute uh, ago. The, the Last go, God, yeah. The Last God. Last you go God. and buy that physical version of that. It's not going to be worth $310,000 in 20 years because there's so many of those being made. Mm-hmm. Right. But as we look and we see that people are just throwing things away and the availability gets less and less, that's where the value comes in. So right. if you're looking into into doing anything with comic books... Uh, my big suggestions would be try to buy original art pages if you can. Those can get very, very pricey very, very quickly. Um, if you find something 
Uh, I was lucky enough to get a whole bunch of uh, Batman the Animated Series stuff from back in the day, um, back in the early oh, 2000s. Mm. And that stuff has probably tripled in price. Yeah. But um, this is stuff that you can hold on to. You can you can hang it. It, it, it looks good in a frame. Uh, but then, you know, you can turn around and sell that if, if you need to uh, for a pretty good price. Don't be surprised if you're like, oh, I want to go and get the latest um, Superman page or whatever. Uh, if you can get those, don't be surprised if those sell for like two to five thousand mm. dollars just I, for those. It, uh, total side note here, but um, had a conversation with somebody about NFTs, which have come up on the show a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Daily Tech News shows certainly done a lot of that as well, where I've talked to Tom about it. And I'm still sort of waffling on all sorts of aspects of it, the good and the bad and the ugly in that regard. Um, but NFTs at the end of the day, this description just totally landed with me. Are It's basically digital trading cards. Like that's what it yeah. is. So so yeah. instead of looking at it as, you know, blockchain driven, forget about all that for a second. And just imagine um, the things that you're into collecting, whatever they may be, baseball cards, whatever. Imagine if those were verifiable, but just digital versions of a thing. That's what this is. It's people mm-hmm. placing value on stuff, high or low. More people can sell things because that's, you know, welcome to the internet. Right. Um, so, you know, but 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 the rare rarefiedness or the availability of something still matters as part of this equation. Um, there's value in being the collector who has the collection. Like, that's what it is. That's totally yeah, it. So also keep in mind that, yes, a lot of it has to do with rarity. But the other thing that that goes into all of this price is what do people value it? So if people see NFTs as something that have value and they're willing to pay you know, 20 more dollars for a Scott Johnson NFT original than the person who bought it, then that's where the value increases. But if someone is like, eh, Scott Johnson, I don't know. And the guy's trying to sell it for 20 that bucks guy. and the guy's like, I'll buy it for five. Yeah. And the guy sells it for $5, then it's only worth $5. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a lot of other back and forth about that that we're not getting into here. And chat rooms mm-hmm. like quick to point out there's lots of scammy angles on this right now. And there absolutely is. It's why I haven't dabbled. I'm not getting into this until I know what the hell I'm doing. But it's uh, it's all very pyramidy and weird right now. But but the essence of it is the thing that drives people to spend their Ethereum is digital trading cards. It's kind of what it yeah, is. No, I mean, it, it is really. I mean, remember when uh, what was his name? Uh, Martin Shkreli brought that bought that Wu-Tang uh, album. That was yeah. the only thing that was available. Yeah. It's essentially the same thing as that. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, there's obviously. I, I think you should do a morning a morning stream show that is an that NFT sell. that you sell and nobody else can listen to it except for the person who has that NFT uh, audio file. Well, and that's the problem. Oh, is it turns out it, to be Martin Shkreli, though. Oh. <laughs> the Did you get is your $10,000? The problem is there's <laughs> not. Did it get a little warmer? That's who cares? The, yeah, right, See, this right. is the problem, though. Inherent in that technology is that you, it doesn't, you can copy it infinitely. Um, you don't have ownership of the original but you can still copy it. So anybody, if I if we went and did this, for example, uh, where's a where's a good sound file? Uh, um, let's see here. I don't know. I can't find anything. How about this? Utah connection. Okay, let's say that I NFT'd that thing. It's the original, you guys. MP3. Everybody can still copy it and use it, including us. So mm-hmm. NFTs are weird. Yeah. It's weird. Very, very well. We, we were just looking at an image of this Superman uh, cover just a minute ago mm-hmm. uh, that went for three hundred and ten thousand dollars. I mean, we can still look at it. We can still go online into 
uh, comic book uh, archives where people have put up the digital version of that issue mm -hmm. so that you can go and read all that if you want. Yeah, that but thing's the physical on copy infinite. is still that original thing. Yeah, it's you're right. Except that one is a literal physical original, mm -hmm. whereas a digital file doesn't have that quality or that it doesn't right. And the more copies you make of it, doesn't degrade. Yeah, it doesn't degrade. Like, it doesn't yeah. degrade or or change anything or or technically it doesn't change the value of the original, which you think it would. Yeah. But it, it's such but a it, weird. It's it, a weird thing. It yeah. really does boil down to what are people willing to pay for? Where where's the value in it that they see? Right. Right. The, 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 by the way, the digital copy of see this is why this is weird. If you start to wrap ninety nine cents, if your brain goes too deep into it, you're gonna start to find weird contradictions in all this. Because, for example, let's just say I had an Action Comics number one that was in really mint condition. I could get mm -hmm. millions for that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, if at least I, three million, if I hop onto uh, DC Infinite's app. They have a copy of that issue in mm -hmm. pristine, perfect, restored, beautiful digital version of that thing could they nft that and what would that go for and it wouldn't be anywhere near the physical one would it <laughs> like no way it would go for that much money i don't think i, I don't know it's just so weird to me it, uh, is you know it's, it's the same thing could be said not just nfts but any cryptocurrency yeah it's all it's all screwy Anyway, whatever we're we're getting ready for our cyberpunk future. Everybody should get ready and get your implants. And <laughs> I mean, we I mean we could get into. I mean, I'm not the one to speak as an expert on this, but you know, we haven't lived in a we've lived in a cashless society for years, and we're just living on ones and zeros from one you know transaction to the next. Hundred percent, so. yeah. Like we went mm -hmm. to, we went uh, through a drive up the other day. I don't even remember what it was. Something dumb like Taco Bell. Taco Bell. And they went. Um, Kim had pulled out a twenty or something, and they went. Oh, we don't take cash. And it's not just a COVID thing. They were just like, we don't have ways of, we can't give you change. We can't do, we cannot transact this, this yeah. thing today. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. yeah. And it was just that the flip day. Side, they just didn't have On the have flip side stuff. of that. Yeah. On the flip side of that, we did go to a Taco Bell where they're like, um, our uh, cards are down right now. And so we're only accepting <laughs> we're only cash. Expecting and people cash, were just yeah. peeling out and leaving because they couldn't buy anything. <laughs> Well, well, at the end of funny. the day, though, that piece of paper with a 20 on it is just a piece of paper with a 20 on it. Like, yep. we yeah. just have all agreed that we're cool yeah, we, with it. And when we got off the gold standard, that changed. Yeah. Dude. And the minute we all start, if you start thinking about it too hard, you're going to come out disappointed. Don't think about it too hard, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's always nice to uh, talk to you. And I hope your Superman number one NFT sells for a lot of money. Oh, man. I wish I had a Superman number one physical copy. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be cool. I bet that I bet one of our listeners uh, somewhere, one of our listeners. Somebody's got has one. has a Superman number one, even if it's a 1.0 copy. Yeah. I mean, there were times. I mean, if I it would it would not surprise me at a 1.0 copy. Um, you know, if you are restoring older houses, especially houses pre World War Two, uh, pay attention to when you open up the walls. Because um, oftentimes they would just throw newspapers or magazines or comic books inside those walls for insulation. Mm -hmm. And there have been people that have found action comics, first appearance of Batman and detective comics just in the walls. Yes, they're a 1.0 version, but, um, you know, people find these in the walls just doing the restoration. So yeah. there's, you know, there's a chance that that somebody has a copy of that somewhere. Somebody someplace. Well, yeah, because you come on here every three months and tell me about a new record selling one. So I know mm -hmm. they're out there. It's just a matter of uh, people finding them or parting them or some uncle who, you know, hoards them finally died. And mm -hmm. nephew's like, dude, we're getting rid of this. Yeah, that's how the Mile High collection came to be. Yeah. Yeah. So good luck, Mile High people. 
Uh, Stephen, always a pleasure. And uh, a, a tiny note here. Uh, I don't know how many people know this, but you run this rad network of cool shows and content, and your site alone oh, stop it. is worth it. No, this stuff's great. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's my go-to for comics. I love talking to Stephen about comics. If you want to go get more, of course, Major Spoilers is the place to go. Is there anything in particular going on right now that you'd like people to know? Well, about? let me throw a compliment back to the Johnson family. People who are patrons over at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. If they are at the, the proper level, we send them art every month. We send them a new little postcard, original art. Um, maybe it's kind of like an NFT because there's only we only print up as many as there are patrons. Um, but one Carter Johnson has been doing the art for us for the last couple of months. And she has been doing a wonderful job. Uh, last month, it was a Vision and uh, Wanda uh, piece. And this month, she has done a really cute uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier piece. And those will be going out in the next uh, couple of weeks. So if you want some uh, Carter Johnson art in your mailbox, then uh, you can get some when you become a patron over at our Patreon page. Yeah, it's some of my favorite stuff she's done recently. And uh, you can totally get that there. So go check it out. That's going to do it. Steven, have a fantastic day. Anything, any hydrated. advice? Oh, hydrated. That's right. We need to yep, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. <laughs> All right, fine. Stay hydrated. Thanks, Steven. All right. Uh, very well done. Guys, we're 25 minutes away from the launch of Rock Runners. Woo boy. Holy cow. Yep. You're going to like it. Get it. Be the number one space rock runner in space. You tell that. You tell the system that you should get all the contracts and get all the rocks because you are the best and deserve all the space credits. Yeah, that's right. That's all game talk from the game. Uh, go check it out. Uh, that'll be up soon. All right. Uh, let's do uh, this here mashup we got. Brian, it's a mashup. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. uh, it's what we call them. It's from Jamie. A mash up. Yep, it's a mash up. And uh, Jamie does these. He does incredible work on them. And today's no different. So we're going to play this. I'm trying to get Jamie on here. We're going to figure out a way to do this. Maybe this Thursday is a good one. I don't know. Mm. But we're going to bring Jamie on and just chat. We haven't had a chance to do that. It's something we've wanted to do for a long time. Yeah. I either keep forgetting oh, or whatever. Totally cool. We should get him on here and just talk about his process, how this stuff comes to be why these are the funniest things ever, or why he titles them things like Cunning Air Lingus, like this one. <laughs> I, I suspect. I yeah, know. You may have an idea? Okay, I might as well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here it is. Enjoy. Ah, uh, this smells like a vagina. Yeah, I shouldn't even say it was her vagina at first, right? A vagina, not the yeah. vagina. <laughs> I mean, how many has Gwyneth Paltrow smelled? I don't want to know. I'm a cat. Hi, kitty. And I sleep right there. Hey, kitty, why are you so shitty? They have three sensitive areas. They show Brian's rear teeth, his crotch, and his eyeball. All up on photos (laughs) up there. Don't touch my sensitive In that order. Yeah, in that order. Teeth, crotch, eyeball. Nailed it. Yes. So I'm going to start doing pigs. So that's cool. I like a pig. You like a good pig? I like a good pig. (laughs) I do like a good pig. Yeah, so that's a thing. It's the dude from Father Ted, but not Father Ted. Oh, the other guy. The younger, the... The guy that's uh, trying to be, he's like the young vicar trying to learn the ropes alden the actor name is alden something alden o'flaherty <laughs> alden o'flaherty lift up the flaps because it might have sounds like my wedding night uh-huh lift up the flaps yeah. let me test you the sun is shining also remember. in my butthole no, that's not it <laughs> Perfect. good good all right good i want to f you like barbecued chicken or whatever <laughs> i want to f you in my back of my truck <laughs> I want to take you to meet my mother. There you go. That's cool. You don't need the Millennium Falcon. 
you can just take the hour and a half boat ride from Port McGee. There won't be any off-green milk for you, but I promise you might have to pee and there's nowhere to do that either. Good luck. That's right. Exactly. I'm Barks at Moon. What's your name? Oh, I'm Bird with Feathers. And your name? I am a I had that 3D scan of me done at uh, Denver Comic Con that I turned into a 3D print and it gave me a big unit. Oh, right, and you had the wiener. Well, yeah. gave me a bigger. Slightly. Only. Slightly. Barely bigger. discernibly larger. Yeah. It's it not a bad idea. Because then I just, you know, play around with it in my hands and I'm completely <laughs> unaware of everything <laughs> that's going to get edited out for Jamie. What's your carrier of choice? Who are you going to fly over there? It's looking like. <sighs> Air Lingus. Air Lingus. Go, go ahead. What? That's a thing? <laughs> what is Air Lingus? I've never they're heard of that airline. Cunning, they're a very cunning uh, <laughs> airline provider. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, here it's a stimulating ride, though. <laughs> That's right. Right, it's your freaking airline you got to use for for yes. Ireland. Yeah, much much to Tina's uh, chagrin, we are not flying Aer Lingus. Oh. We are. I bought our tickets this weekend. We are flying British Airways, Whoa. which is great. We've we've flown we flew uh, flew to London on British Airways back in 1998, 1999, and um, one of the best flying experiences we've ever had. Like great service, clean planes. It's just fantastic yeah, they are known for uh good stuff do they oppress the irish plane uh the irish they do. yes okay. exactly yeah they, all uh, right <laughs> okay for years like for for hundreds of years they, they are very oppressive toward uh, irish That's airlines right. yeah well you know the Aer Lingus. there's like a, a dividing line uh catholics in the front of the plane mm. protestants in the back of the plane gotcha and uh an Aer Lingus yeah. will oca- occasionally leave a bomb somewhere uh that sort of thing <laughs> that's right yes yeah we got it all figured out all right well yes. that was great jamie as always thank you for your hard work and efforts in bringing us these fantastic mashups that's going to do it for today's show a uh, quick reminder that uh rock runners is going up in just a 20 minutes or so uh, you can find out all you need to know at frogpants.com slash rockrunners or uh, the Kickstarter will be live and I'll be posting that on Twitter and all that other stuff. So uh, do check it out if you're interested. It's going to be a really, really fun game. We tested the hell out of it, played it a ton. Everybody who played it loved it. I tried to play it with people who don't necessarily just want to give me rave reviews because they're friends or family. I gave copies of people who I noticed whoever <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that way they you know they can they can decide on their own unbiased whether they like it or not and, and all the word back was positive so I feel pretty good about it and I'm I'm excited to get it in people's hands so that'll be about 20 minutes from now uh, details at frog frogpants.com slash rock runners okay Brian um okay Scott yeah, do you have anything else? Are you good? Are you good? Do you have anything? I'm, to... I'm, you know, I'm good. Yeah, we got our. Uh, we're recording our next to last episode of America's Next Top Podcaster tonight. Mm-hmm. I know the the feeds are behind because there's some amazing production work that Hammond and Bobby have to do to that show to make it ready for you guys. But uh, we're coming close to the end of recording time with ANTP, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited. I got sent something from. Uh from bobby for you you did you got links uh for the um no 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 this is something different separate um oh really okay yeah let me see if i can find this real quick yep here it is i'm gonna play it for you he said okay i'm just going to leave this sound of brian laughing during antp right here he says i'm not saying you should do anything with it but uh-huh. you know, if it ended up on TMS one day, dot dot dot, he says. Yeah, right. So here it I is. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good laugh. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll use that for stuff. Uh, anyway, thanks, uh, Bobby, for thinking of it. Yes. All right. Uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember the context of what made me throw that laugh out. But, uh, I don't either. He didn't even give any, but hey, do I need any? No, is the answer. Trying I do to not. sound like uh, yeah, Al Pacino or rock out of podcasting. I don't know what the deal was. It's pretty good. Um, all right. So something that I enjoy doing every once in a while when I don't have new requests, hint, hint, if you've got a birthday or an anniversary in April, you want to celebrate with a cover on the show, please let me know, email, uh, or just go to frogpants.com slash TMS. You'll find the form to do requests right there. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of openings here in April. So do something about it. Oh, happy birthday um, to my daughter today. I was going to do a whole thing and I oh, forgot. Oh, which one? Taylor, my oldest. She just turned... Tw- oh my gosh. She turns 27 today. Wow. Oh my God. What the hell, dude? No, that's not right. Hold on. 26? 27. 27. That's bananas. All right. Anyway, sorry. I hadn't quite that dealt with bananas. that yet. <laughs> that's well, nuts. you know, she should have sent in a request. Yeah. Her loss. Yeah. But uh, Leslie Victorine... Uh, Logan's mom, Leslie, sent in an email one year ago saying, oh, you should play this on any any Monday morning coming up in the near future when you don't have a specific request. Um, Because Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day is doing this new thing where uh, during this little short pandemic that we're going to go through, uh, he's releasing new covers every Monday. Mm. And uh, uh, has it it only been a year? Feels Mm. like... (laughs) decades since Billy Joe Armstrong did that. Mm. Here's what's cool. Um, he did this for several months, three three months maybe, and then he put out an album collecting all of those covers, and it's so good. Uh, it was called No Fun Mondays, and um, one of the first covers he did, the third cover he did, as a matter of fact, was this one, a cover of the song that was performed by the Bengals, but written by a guy named Christopher we all know now that that was Prince. Here is a song, Manic Monday by Billy Joe Armstrong. Very nice. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new show. Please come back then, won't you?
make some noise It's just another man This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a great city, Neb Joel and his men. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.